It's New York Fashion Week, and as the world slowly stumbles out of the pandemic, many in the fashion industry are trying to figure out what people are going to wear. I think we're all trying to figure out what the new normal is going to look like. Are we going to go out in peacock or are we going to be wearing sweatpants? If there's anyone who would know the answer to a question like this, it's Francesca Mustin. She's a fashion trend forecaster at a company called WGSN. So we called her up to talk about it. You're recording and you're comfortable? I'm recording. I'm comfortable. I'm staying at my parents at the moment and I've... um sworn them to silence. (laughs) I'm also uh, at at my parents' house right now. So we're both at mom and dad's. I'm sitting in my parents' closet and the clothes that you've seen behind me belong to my dad, who I think may have not bought a new shirt since like the 1990s. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try and throw in some dad fashion, shall I? (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot more to Francesca's job than choosing what styles are in and which ones are out. She looks at everything from suppliers like cotton growers to viral trends on TikTok to predict what consumers will want to wear. When we're forecasting, there's so much more to kind of really understanding the world in which the future consumer is going to be living. But how do you predict what that world is going to look like during such an unpredictable time? Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Wednesday, September 8th. Coming up on the show, the business of forecasting fashion during the pandemic and beyond. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. WGSN generally makes fashion predictions two years out for companies big and small. Everyone from Levi's or Nike to textile companies in Japan. And those companies use that information to make all kinds of decisions, like what materials to use or what size or color to make stripes. And one of the trends WGSN was forecasting even before the pandemic in 2018 might sound familiar. Sweatpants and loungewear. This is a trend that definitely has been heavily impacted by COVID, but actually it was a trend that we were forecasting way before COVID came along. And what that was being driven by was partly about a sort of younger millennial generation who were sort of operating in a freelance and gig economy. So they were not necessarily wanting to be going to an office all the time, but were working at home a lot more. Increased flexibility about working at home, We were looking at also things like anxiety and people spending more time at home because of an increase in anxiety. But we were also looking at things like delivery services, entertainment streaming, like all of those sort of trappings of modern life that enable us to get whatever we want from the comfort of our own home. Wait, so at the end of 2018, you were making a prediction that 
the things that retailers ought to be selling in 2020 was more loungewear. Yeah. That is almost astonishingly prescient. But when you think about all the reasons why I said we were forecasting that, none of which had anything to do with a pandemic. So if you're making predictions generally two years out, how disruptive was the pandemic to all the predictions and the prediction industry in general when it hit last spring? It was super disruptive because the fashion retailers work mostly on quite a long lead time. The categories that it hit the hardest were obviously like party wear, occasion wear, suiting and business wear, outdoor shoes. Those categories were all hit really, really hard. And so those businesses had to try and pivot where they could. Many fashion retailers were trying to make those pivots without a key piece of information. Because pandemic lockdowns temporarily closed their stores, they didn't have solid sales data. Retailers weren't able to rely on their sales data in the same way. So whereas they would have said, "Okay, we sold X amount of this, and so therefore, you know, we're going to increase it, decrease it, keep it the same, whatever. But so much of what they're doing when they're restocking their trends and when they're planning is based on their previous data. And so a lot of that previous data meant that they were operating in a void of information. And that's where we would come in. We've been in this very extended sort of suspended animation where the pandemic seems like it's going to be over. Maybe the end is around the corner, but then now the, you know, the Delta variant comes along and and it extends. How much of in the past 18 months were those sort of short term fluctuations factoring into your forecast? Like, you know, last summer, were you thinking, well, if the FDA approves emergency authorization for the vaccine, that's going to make a different prediction for what fall of 2021 is going to look like. Yeah, exactly. We're looking at that stuff all the time, right? Because, you know, things like the vaccine rollout are not just impacting whether or not people feel comfortable to go out and start doing different things with their lives, but they're also obviously impacting the economy, right? And so then that's down to people's personal finances and spending power and spending confidence and all of those things that we would be looking at. Um, So it's important for us to take all of that information in like you know we're we're not magicians like we can't we can't like fully say oh it's definitely going to be this but what we can do is we can look at some different parts of the world to see what recovery looked like for example in China then what did recovery look like in Australia so we're sort of able to look at different scenarios and and sort of scenario plan around it really. One thing Francesca and her team have been paying close attention to is how the pandemic has changed the way people spend their time. If I were to give you a a really nice example of that would be something like what we call the outdoor boom. So you see this like huge spike in walking, hiking, paddle boarding, wild river swimming, camping, like all of that stuff. So we were producing reports on things like the novice runner. So you got a big uptake in in exercising, but of course, gyms were still closed. So then we were looking at things like at-home workouts. Well, what's the types of equipment and the types of workout gear that you're going to wear in those situations? Because we really see that as people make those types of shifts in their life, that stays with them beyond the pandemic. How confident can you be in any of those predictions, though? Because 
I mean, I don't even know what my life is going to look like afterward. You know, these are things, outdoor exercising and stuff that sound appealing, but I don't know if I'm going to be doing that or going to the office. I mean, I feel like I hear a lot about this debate of, well, no, everybody's going to still be wearing sweatpants and loungewear after the pandemic ends. And other people are saying, no, everyone's going to be wanting to dress as flashy and as dressed up and as amazing as possible because they're sort of coming out of lockdown and they want to show off. I honestly don't know which one of those two I would choose. Maybe it's a combination of both, but... Exactly, exactly. And that's what I would say is that it's probably not going to be one or the other. But most likely, you are going to be spending more time working at home than you were pre-pandemic. Therefore, you're going to have a continued need for comfort wear, right? And your sweatpants will be a continued part of your wardrobe. Um, But also, once you are able to go out and go on vacation and all of those things, you're going to appreciate those moments so much more and you're going to want to sort of express and sort of celebrate like letting loose on those sort of moments of joy. While the pandemic sped up trends like exercising outdoors and spending more time at home, Francesca says there's another challenge on the horizon for the fashion industry. And it could have an even bigger impact on the way people dress. That's after the break. This episode is brought to you by Global X ETFs. Buzz around artificial intelligence is seemingly everywhere. Is your portfolio keeping up? Consider the Global X Artificial Intelligence and Technology ETF, ticker AIQ, which invests in dozens of stocks at the leading edge of this disruption. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. Technology companies can be affected by rapid product obsolescence and intense industry competition. Before investing carefully, consider the fund's objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the full or summary prospectus at GlobalXETFs.com. Read carefully. Distributed by SEI Investments Distribution Company. This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. While the pandemic was a major disruption for the fashion industry, Francesca says there's another force that could bring about even more uncertainty. Climate change. So much of fashion is dependent on the weather. And as weather systems are changing, and we're very much feeling the impacts of climate change, of course that massively impacts the types of clothing that people need and want to buy. And so the the two of those are very interrelated. I mean, if you think about it, something like when a retailer brings their winter coats into their stores is heavily reliant on being able to sell those coats through, is heavily reliant on getting winter weather. And if you have one of those kind of freakishly warm starts to the winter, that can really ruin that business. Equally, if you've got 
Sandals in the summer months, we've definitely seen this. Uh, you remember the beast from the east a few years ago? Beware the beast from the east, it will kill. I mean, this, this The is- beast from the east was a major snowstorm in February 2018 that tore through Europe and upended weather in the UK for months. And that totally ruined a lot of summer trade for a lot of retailers because, of course, they had all their summer stuff in and um, it was snowing outside. So uh, when you get a very wet start to the summer as well can really impact what people buy. Francesca says that climate change will likely have a longer impact on the fashion industry than the pandemic. The pandemic has been 18 months of disruption. Climate change is much bigger than that. You know, the sort of access to raw materials, it impacts sort of, so you're looking at raw commodity prices there, you're looking at shipping, aviation, how goods are transported through the supply chain. From a fashion point of view, a lot of our forecasts right now are really focused in on helping our clients to see what's coming down the line with that because they may not feel it right at this moment because the client is kind of coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, so are you making predictions like people are going to be wearing less cotton or something in a couple of years because where the cotton fields are are going to get too hot to grow and it's going to suddenly become too expensive. Exactly, exactly, yeah, because cotton is super thirsty plant. (laughs) Is that actually true about cotton? That people will be wearing less cotton, you think? Yeah, yeah. We'll almost certainly be wearing less cotton. Cotton will be more expensive. So we're looking at different um, materials like hemp, for example, which, you know, has obviously taken off massively in the US in recent years. And hemp is less thirsty plant. So there are opportunities to move into those types of fabrics. So at a practical level to sort of bring it back to the store shelves, what do you think we'll be seeing in the world of fashion over the next year in terms of the actual styles that are going to be most popular? I'd say that there's a greater degree of practicality about things. So definitely weatherproofing and rainproofing is something that we've been forecasting for a couple of years now. It's really about thinking what's going to be relevant and practical for people. So it's designs that are working harder, that do multiple jobs, that have versatility built into them. So maybe they can be worn multiple different ways or maybe they have like zip outs, linings or detachable components to them. But are you saying that pants that zip off into shorts are going to be the the next popular item? What did I tell you? You never say never. You never say never because think about never. it. You buy those and you have both a pair of pants and both pair of shorts. Don't mock it, you know? I, 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 will, I will admit I did own a pair of those when I was, I think, like in seventh grade. Okay, well, like, have a rethink around that one because that is exactly the sort of like practical you know, it's sort of versatile piece of clothing that can be worn like several different ways. I think my last question may be the most important thing I'll ask, which is, what should I wear? (laughs) God, I hate it when people ask me this. Because you know what, Ryan? The most common misconception about my job is that we are forecasting fashion for fashionistas, right? For the people who are, like, really into fashion. And actually... 
what we're forecasting is fashion and clothing for people and people come from all different walks of life right and so you've got to kind of work out what works for you like what do you want to wear ryan i don't know (laughs) it isn't about us dictating and saying these are the trends and like everybody must subscribe to these trends and everybody must wear these because you know Maybe you want to stick with the sweatpants. Maybe you want to do like sequins at the weekend and sweatpants Monday to Friday. Like all of those things should be okay. And all of that product is out there for you. That's all for today, Wednesday, September 8th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.